0: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi,
3: Dr. Sharon hartman Lamb. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful Saturday afternoon. Thank you for hanging in there with me. My brain's a little mush today. Uh, But I'm so grateful to have you share your latest book, The Authenticity Code, which we spoke just briefly before the interview, that it's thrown about, the authenticity, authenticity, what does that mean? How do people really implement that into their lives, into their business, to really live that out and implement it in their lives, and you're going to help them do that. You're the founder and CEO of Inside Out Learning, Inc., and uh, welcome.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on, Christina.
3: Uh, You betcha. So so tell me, what, what prompted you to write your book, The Authenticity Code?
1: Well, I've been doing, we've been doing, so I'm the CEO and founder of Inside Out Learning Incorporated for the past 20 years. And we've been doing leadership and professional development programs for Fortune 500, mid and small size businesses. And I kept hearing, wow, this helps me go to the next level. Uh, You've helped me to scale my business. You've helped, the program has helped to have increased revenue, promotions, and really people said, and it's all because I become more authentic and who I truly am. So that's what prompted me to write the book. I want to take this to as many people as possible so that they can have the desired success that they they have in their hearts.
3: You know, it's interesting. Just this morning, I, I have a mentor coach I hired and he was just mentioning this morning that if you wanna reach your genius and really explode into the world regarding using it in your business, you really have to be authentic. It is the key to exploding your business. And I it was is. like- And it's amazing could people, you, oh yeah, be authentic. So explain to me, what is your take on being authentic? What does it mean exactly?
1: Yeah, so I define authenticity as your most powerful way of adding value by expressing your greatest gifts for your chosen audience. So Mm -hmm. it's really your calling, your purpose, what you came here to do. And if you're doing that for your chosen audience, that is how I define being authentic. So it's your most powerful way of adding value. I think authenticity has been confused in the past as, Mm -hmm. hey, just let me be me regardless of you. Oh, but what we don't yeah. understand is we choose our customers, right? We choose the audiences that we want to be in front of. That's mm-hmm. an authentic choice too. So therefore, it's not only about me, it's also about those I serve. So mm-hmm. I really have taken authenticity into servant leadership as well, so that you can tailor your message, be authentic, really do what you came here to do, mm-hmm. but uh, consider that person that you're speaking with as well.
3: Yeah, I, I love that because I, I've heard it say well, I'm just gonna be truthful and, and tell it like well truthful doesn't mean you have to be mean about it either yeah you know? right
1: <laughs> Exactly. yeah, it's really interesting when I started to explore this word authenticity, there's so many perceptions out there. oh, if you drop uh, you know swear words or f-bombs mm-hmm. or whatever, then you're authentic or when you yell or you get to uh, you know you just say it like it is. Well, Maybe for some people that might be authentic, but it Mm -hmm. might not be for everyone. And again, you have to know who your audience is. And, and if you're especially as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. which I've been for 20 years, you need to service your customers.
3: Yeah. And and let's start with that because I'll, when I got started, one thing I started to do is look at some of the people I admired and I started to copy them as a business owner. I'm going to do what they're doing in their manner, even kind of run the presentation the way they do. And it didn't work for me the way it did for them because that's just not my zone of genius. It's not me. Yes. Um, so it's not only getting in touch with what is your greatest gifts and how are you going to present them, but also narrowing down who are the people, who are your tribe that you are here to serve.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And what's your greatest gift as you present as well? Because some people are wonderful at storytelling and Mm -hmm. others are really clear presenters Mm -hmm. and some are humorous. So you have to know like, what's your greatest gift when you communicate as well? And uh, because it is, you fall into that trap of, I want to be like that person, but what if that's not your authentic gift?
3: Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I I mean, I love comedy and and and, and seeing the stand up community, but I know that's just really not my gift. But what's interesting, uh, I'll tell you, Dr. Sharon, I started uh, Savvy 10 years ago, but about four years ago, we took it um, live, we started to bring it to Manhattan, do live networking slash interviews in front of an audience. And it was the first time I was on video. And I had no idea that my facial expressions were so emotionless. Emoting uh, yes. until I started looking at the video and I'm like, I started like editing, you know, all yeah. these faces came out. I was like, wow, do I know how to emote? Uh, but I, I realized that it can be something that I can use as a gift to really um, bring my message to them in a more deeper way. But I never realized I had it until I turned on that video camera and started to notice, oh, wow, look, I kind of emote a lot. <laughs>
1: Exactly. You know, in our programs that we do for the public and also inside of companies, that is something that's really important. We always help people to look at themselves on video because until we do, we can't see what we're doing. And then we can we can use those gifts as we bring our message to the world, as we bring our products to the world and our services to the world. And I've seen the authenticity code really help entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, we've worked with a Uh, a number of entrepreneurs, uh, a woman, Dana, who uh, she she was kind of stuck and she was doing presentations at the local library, trying to get the word out on her business. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I need to polish my presentation. We helped her to do that, to put a great sales pitch together. And now it's got, uh, you know, quite a few, a million views on uh, on YouTube. And it's really scaled her business uh, by 33%. That's
3: amazing. And that's interesting because I think the old version of presenting was put up the nice PowerPoint, stand there, pointed it, you know, and it's like, you know, it's right. Like- <laughs> You know, you got to find that way to really connect your way that whatever it is for you, maybe for you One guy said I cannot sit down or I have to be moving constantly and look around where some people will stand still Whatever it is for you that helps you to connect with other people is your thing now share with us Why did you create the book and what exactly are you going through in the authenticity code? What are you trying? What's your message and the greatest message you're trying to put out there?
1: Absolutely. It's really to, uh, to, to, to know what your success is and what, what you really want to achieve in life. And the code is your presence plus your presentation plus your audience is your success. So that's what we do is we help people to really tap into their core presence in the book. What's their brand? what's your authentic brand, what's your authentic presence, and then to know their audience and that they have authentically chosen to be in front of and to tailor that message to that audience. And then how do you put together a wow presentation, wow communication, so that you can get to yes in Mm -hmm. any kind of communication that you may give or a presentation that you may give. And so many entrepreneurs I hear, you know, elevator pitches, but do they have sales pitches? And do they have a way of really talking about their their product or their service mm-hmm. in a very authentic way that sells?
3: I love that. Now, let, let's go back cuz me, I started 10 11 years ago in a business. Um, but when I remember the day one, I hired a mentor, I had no idea what I wanted to do as a business. I just knew that I wanted to Move into starting a business, but I had no idea what was that, what that could be. And that with a lot of people I'm guess listening in as well, I kind of lost touch. What are my gifts? What are my talents? You kind of get onto a roller coaster. Maybe you have a job and you just keep doing it over and over again. You don't even remember what you're good at, what you love. What would be your advice to someone who maybe was me back then and they have no idea where to even begin to find their authenticity?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, there's a question that I ask in the authentic brand statement when we help people put it together. And by the way, this is in the book, the, the whole way that you put together an authentic brand statement. There's a question I ask, which helps to get at your greatest wound. Your greatest wound is actually your greatest gift to give. And it's a paradigm shift. But when you think about maybe growing up, what didn't you receive that you really wanted to receive? So for me I really wanted my parents to celebrate my unique gifts and talents help me see those. Well now that's what I'm doing for a living. So when we go from being wounded about it to actually giving it then our life really transforms. So I would start there. I would start by saying where what, what was my what was my greatest wound growing up and then how can I turn that into a greatest gift to give in my leadership? In my professionalism, how can I do that? And it's amazing that the shift that can take place.
3: Wow, that is so tremendous to me because one of the things that I heard most growing up, and I wrote that recently in my own book I put out last year, was my parents always said, You're to be seen and not heard. Kids are to be seen but not heard. And so I was constantly wow. I mean, I, I was super quiet as a kid. You would never know that today, but I was yes. never spoke out, never expressed myself. And and now my greatest joy is to be able to help. People express and get their message out to the world. Um, but it's interesting because I think that was the core wound. And it just, there hit me it right is. Now. That is. Exactly.
1: Amazing. Exactly. You know, and there's people who I was having dinner with a friend and her daughter the other day, and her daughter said, I think I want to go into child trauma. And I go, Well, that's interesting. She goes, I had enough of it growing up. And I said, well, there you go. That's why, because that's your greatest wound. You know how to get people through child trauma. You survived it. So it was an awesome conversation. And, and just like your insight right here today was, yeah, yeah, that's look what you're doing to help so many by having this podcast.
3: Yeah, it's, it's amazing that you get pulled in that direction without realizing. I remember early on when I got started with my mentor, I said, so what should I do? And she's like, "Ah, hey, just start a podcast to help, you know, build your, your consulting brand. Um, but who wouldn't thought? And, and the number one thing folks around me said is, well, you love connecting with people. So, you know, it's like, what would you say, like when, when someone's going out there and they don't know where to begin to find or rediscover what they love besides their core wound, where do they begin to look for their core wound? Is it the thing that made them most painful as a child or where where would you begin to tell them to start looking?
1: Yeah, it would be it would be what you most wanted to receive from an authority figure, but you didn't. So maybe it was appreciation or nurturing or. Uh, being challenged, whatever it might be, but that's actually your greatest gift to give. And oh, that's yeah, in, in addition, it's, it's also we all have a natural strength as well. And I kind of combine those two, mm-hmm. the greatest wound and your natural strength. Your natural strength is things that people say you're just great at. And you just get told this over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah so that's and for me, that's creating a safe environment for people to speak their truth.
3: That that's certain. something
1: that people have said to me over and over and over again.
3: Mm. Now, for you mentioned something early on when we got started in this conversation, and that was speaking before the audience you choose. But I'm guessing there can be an audience that you can best serve—that's your tribe. That you know, because some yes. people I find will will talk to. Oh, I want to reach the biggest audience as possible, as wide as net as possible, but maybe those people are just not the best people for you to serve. Where do you begin to find your tribe, the people that can, you can best serve?
1: Well, I think it's knowing who you, who you truly are. You know, I have a, I have a phrase in the book saying, um, if you love pink hair, but you know that your audience isn't going to love pink hair, like maybe, maybe then you wouldn't choose to be in front of the military right? It's Um, like, you've got to find the, the, the audience that is going to allow you to be yourself, allow you to be you. And you'll see this in the book because the book is a parable and it's about two professionals that are competing for the same job. And what happens in the end, as they learn about their presence and their presentation and their audience, what happens in the end, they both, they both, uh, End up getting some really great lessons in authenticity and in choosing their audience.
3: Wow. You know, you just mentioned something very important. Many, many years ago, I was out with a a friend and I worked at this company and I worked as their accountant. And it was interesting because I liked blonde, spiky hair. It was a little bit shorter than it is now, but it was very spiky. And I was wearing a kind of furry looking sweater. And so someone said to me in that job, they said, you know, you don't look like an accountant. You look like you should be uh, Billy Idol sister or something. <laughs> uh, but it, it's funny because just what you're mentioning there, if that is your personal brand, if that's how you just express yourself naturally. Would you go before maybe becoming a counter? Or would you go to a super, I'm going to you know train the FBI and you walk in like that or like, I don't know, a little funky. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I get you there. That is totally on point. Uh, where do people get a copy of your book and find out more about you?
1: Absolutely. So you can go right to Amazon. It's already available on pre-order, the authenticity code. By Dr. Sharon Lamb Hartman. And then my website is insideoutlearning.com. Insideoutlearning.com. You can see there we have an authenticity code app. We've got the book and we've got virtual programs that you can take to really develop your own messaging for your audience and learn more about your authentic brand.
3: I love that. Now, just, I'm just curious how did you come about naming your, your company the Inside Out Learning? Where did that come from?
1: You know, that is really uh, an interesting story. I, I actually came up with that name on 9-11. Huh. And uh, I, was, I was, you know, that, that day shook us all. Mm-hmm. And it came to me that day. So that was a synchronistic uh, yeah. name that came. But when I really looked at what we were doing in the world, we're about transformation. And we really want people to transform into who they came here to be and what they came here to do. And I believe if we change on the inside, then then our outside will change and we'll be able to create the success we really desire.
3: Ah, oh, that makes so much sense. You start with the inside. What did my mentor say one time? It's like it's first getting really clear about as you said earlier in the interview, who you are. So then yes. you, you can serve on the outside. This has been awesome. Dr. It's Sharon, been great. everyone go out there and get the authenticity code today and go to inside outlearning.com. And Dr. Sharon, I just have to thank you again for coming to Savvy Broadcasting.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Christine. It was great to be on your show. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: Thank you. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com.
3: Hi, I'm Melissa Shea, president and CEO of the Long Island Real Estate Investors Association. Two decades ago on a dare, I purchased my first home with no money down. I received $7,000 cash at the closing and earned $200 a month in passive income, all while my tenant was paying
0: the mortgage. Since then, we've purchased over $30 million in real estate and have taught people just like you how to do the same. Go to outoftheratracepodcast.com, register, and let us teach you how to become financially independent through real estate investing today.